Uh, if you don't care, if you want to work, put on the projector, we're going to start in Genesis 27, verse 1. I am blessed to have a wonderful mother whenever I needed advice when I was growing up. I went to my mother, and whenever I needed bailed out of something terrible that I did, I went to my dad. Uh, but no, my mother has been... I'm so glad my mom started... She has such wisdom. I'm so glad that she started doing the women's meetings. And I, and I ask my, my wife every time that she goes what, what she has learned from them, because my mom's been through some stuff. And any time that you've been through some stuff and you get victory over that, that, that means you have... Power, the ability to bring somebody else through that. So always look for somebody that's been through some stuff with Jesus. So somebody that's been through some stuff, they can teach you something. So I mean, my mom's not boastful. My mom's not proud. My mom won't won't stand up here and glorify herself in any way. And that's exactly what the church should be like. So I I wrestled and wrestled with God about my little message, and and this this is what He's given me. So. And I'm not even positive what to label it. I'll let you guys determine what you, however you want to label my message. Genesis 25 and verse 27, just a couple of verses here. And this is, I'm just, we're going to talk a little bit about Jacob and Esau. Uh, Jacob, just, Esau liked to work in the field. Jacob liked to work in the house. But I'm, Genesis 25 and verse 20 says, And the boys grew, and Esau was a cunning hunter and a man of the field, and Jacob was a plain man dwelling in the tents. Uh, 28, and then it says, Isaac loved Esau because he did eat of the venison, and Rebekah loved Jacob. So we can take it the father as, you know, that's, that's, that's God. And the, the mother, well, that, that, I could look at that, and that could be the church. And so God drops a seed in the church, and we birth, and we bring new people in. And one was called Jacob, and one was called Esau. And reluctantly, I found myself among these two young men. And I, I hope you can find yourself in between Jacob and Esau. I, I've got a lot of Jacob in me. I've got a lot of Esau in me. I've got, got a lot of work I've got to work on. So what, what, what Jacob, uh, what, well, I, learned that, uh, I learned that Isaac loved Esau. Isaac loved Esau. And I'm sure he loved both of his sons. But it, the Bible specifically tells me that Isaac loved Esau. Esau. Why is that? Genesis 27 verse 1, it says, It came to pass, and when Isaac was old, and his eyes were dim, so that he could not see, he called Esau his eldest son, and he said unto him, My son, and he said unto him, Behold, here am I. This is one reason that Jacob loved Esau, that Isaac loved Esau, is he says, he called unto him and says, Here am I. You know, I mean, so he was, his eyes were dim and he could not see. And so that means my, his father was needy. We live in a time where the father needs his people. And when he calls, when he specifically called Esau, that means, that makes me think that, you know, he's called him before. Somebody say he's called him before. So when he called him, he says, behold, here am I. He's not, look, God is not looking for the person that has the most credentials. He's not looking for the mo- person that has the, most, the, the greatest ability, or the biggest speaker, the best, the most knowledgeable person, because God knows that I am not. I am not. But he's looking for somebody and says, when he calls, he calls and he says, here am I. And we, 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 we down Esau so much because he, he did all these things and he wasn't the greatest son. But you know what? When, he, when, 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 when Isaac called he said, here am I. Another reason that he called, that he really, Jacob, that Isaac loved 
Esau is he worked in the field. And we learn in that. This is my, he, said, he said, behold, here, verse 2, and said, he said, behold, now I am old, and I know that my day, my day of death, now therefore take, I pray thee, thy weapons, thy quiver and thy bow, and go to the field and make and make me some venison. So that means that he has been in the field. He has worked for his father. He is a worker. He is a worker not only in the house where he served, but he was a worker in the field. That means he's, he's, sometimes he may come out in the field and he came back empty-handed. But most of the time, if I sinned, God no, Abraham no, no, Isaac knew that if I sinned, if I sinned Esau into the field, that he's going to bring something back. He's going to bring something back to me. What is he bringing? He's bringing people. God, Abraham, Isaac knew. Isaac knew that Esau's got my vision. Esau's got my desire. So that when he goes out into the field, he's going to bring me something back that I can enjoy. Something that will glorify me. Something that will lift me up. Revive me. So, that so Isaac knew that if I send, I'm going to send him. God knows if he's going to send you into the field, he needs to know he's going to return something from it. So he, I'm, going to send, I, I'm going to send Esau into the field knowing that I'm going to get something back from him. I'm going to receive something from him. I'm sorry I'm going so slow. I'm just trying to build a foundation of what we got here. And verse 4, it says, My, And make me savory meat such as I love and bring it to me. That revive me. That will make me new. And, says, and that I may eat my soul, bless thee, before I die. And Rebekah heard, heard when Isaac spake unto Esau his son. And Isaac went out to the field and to hunt for venison and to bring it. So the church knew what was going on. I, Esau's getting all these blessings. Esau's getting all this work. And my son, Jacob, who just likes to work in the house. So there's, there's some church people, and God knows that I'm, I've been there and I've done that, that just want to work in the house, and that's all they want to do. I don't have no desire to reach out in the field. I ain't got no desire to reach out for my fellow man. I want to work in the house. Jake, the, the mother said, Rebecca said that she loved Jacob. And Jacob didn't want to do nothing except she had smooth skin. He just wanted to work in the tents. Some people just want to work in the house, and that's good. But if you don't have no desire, and I believe we need a mix of Jacob and Esau in our life. I need to work in the house, but I need to have a desire toward the field. So God help me. God help us. Somebody say that with me. I need to work in the house. I take nothing away from this. But if I don't have a desire toward the field, I ain't nothing good to the Father. I ain't nothing. But, but so, so, Rebecca, so Rebecca saw this and says, my, my son's not getting blessed. That's another crazy thing about it. If you work in the field, the father will notice and he'll bless you. Yes. You get a desire toward the field because that's God's desire. That's Isaac's desire. You go to the field, you bring me something back so I can enjoy it. You bring me a new worshiper. You bring me somebody that's addicted from something that's been glorified. And I will lift them up. I will change them and they will glorify me. And they will revive me. They will make me new again. That's, that's what's crazy about Esau. He brought him back something from the field and it revived him. Somebody that some people have been in the church for so long, they forget where we're coming from. We're not reviving the Lord no more. We ain't lifting him up no more. We ain't magnifying him no more. But if Isaac, but Isaac said, Esau, bring me something back that will revive me. That will lift me up. I, that, remind, that tells me I'm, if I've been in the church a while, I need to keep my hands lifted up. I need to worship God. I want to be the one to revive him. Not, the new, not the, these new people that are coming in. God bless anybody. God bless what he's given us. 
So, so Rebecca says, you know, hey, God, God, Rebecca says, you know, my, my son's not getting worshiped. So we're, we're going to fix this. We're going to make you look like you've been working. We're going to make you look like your son Esau. So we're going to cover some stuff up that's been going on. You, you, you're smooth skin. You don't have any experience in the field. You ain't working in the field. You ain't doing nothing. But we're going to put some skin on you. We're going we're gonna to cover you a little bit. Make you look like your son. As a matter of fact, we're going to throw one of his garments on you and make you smell like him. We're going to make you look like him. And that way your father can bless you also. That way you can be blessed also. But it, don't, no matter what the church does for me, no matter what the church tries to cover me with, they may tell me that I can stand up here and I can worship and I may get glory from each of y'all. If I don't have a, if I don't have a desire toward the field, if I don't have a desire to bring somebody back from the field, God's not going to glorify it. God's not going to bless it. Hallelujah. So, and, and, and Rebecca said unto his son, said, Behold, I have heard thy father speaking to Esau, thy brother. And said, that's a, another crazy thing about it. Rebecca, being the church, I'm not saying taking anything away from mothers. I love my mother more than anything. I'd give her my left arm. But Rebecca said, I know what the father will bless. I have watched him over the years. And he has a great desire for the field. And you, 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 I love how you work in the church and I want you to be blessed too. So I want you to look like you've been working. I want you to look like, but you know what? Jacob's heart was not toward the field. Jacob's desire was not toward the field. Jacob just wanted to work in the house to everything that's been already in the house. And I take nothing away from Jacob, but Esau's desire was toward the field. And starting in verse 10, says, Bring me venison and make me savory meat. This is Rebekah's, that I may eat and bless thee before the Lord that before my death. And therefore, my son, obey my voice according to that which I commanded thee. Now, now go now the flock and fetch me thence the two good kids' goats and make me savory meat for thy father such as he loveth. And, and, and thou shalt bring it to thy father that he may eat and he may bless thee before his death. And Jacob said unto Rebekah, my mother, Behold, Esau, my brother, is a hairy man, and I am a smooth man. I just like working in the field. I ain't got no experience. I just like working in the tents. I like working around the people that are already saved. And I don't know how to reach out to those other people. I don't even, I don't even know. And in verse 12, he says, My father, preadventure, he will feel me, and he will see me, and he is a deceiver, and he shall bring his curse upon me, and not a blessing. And his mother said unto him, Behold, I curse my son, obey my voice, and fetch me unto him. And he went and he fetched and brought me to his mother, and his mother made savory meat such as his father loved. And so they deceived Isaac. So I, so, and then, and then, and then, then his heart, then, then we realize that his heart still does not change. Jacob's heart still does not change. He blesses him, and then, and then he has to send him out because there's trouble. So I know one reason I can know if I'm, I'm an, a Jacob in my life is if there's trouble, do I, have, do I have to be sent out then? Does he send me out when there's trouble? Do I, get, do I have a change of heart when there's trouble? And, so, and Isaac still does not change. Isaac, uh, oh, Jacob still does not change. Isaac sends him to his uh, brother-in-law, Laban, Laban. And he works there and he gets two sons. And the crazy thing about Isaac, he's self-consumed. I'm, cons- I'm worried about me. I'm worried about me and what I can get from God. I'm worried about my desires, my needs. So I'm going to work a while. I'm going to get me a Rachel. I'm going to get somebody and I'm, that's going to satisfy me. 
And that's going to move me. And that's something I can, that I can help with. That, that, and he works seven years and they give him Leah. And they says, no, this doesn't satisfy me. And he works and he gets Rachel. And, and that doesn't satisfy him. So, so Jacob, is, he's a deceiver and he's a mocker. And, and then he's all these things. And he says, you know, hey, I'm not, I'm not yet satisfied. Something about Esau... That he had such a relationship with his father. That satisfied him. But I do not have that relationship. I do not have that which satisfies me yet. And I do not find him. And he, he, and he, he wants, the crazy thing, Jacob wants to go back home to where, he found, where, he, where he, his trouble was with his mother and his father had already died and passed. So Jacob, when he's on his adventure, he, verse, we're going we're gonna to talk about how Jacob wrestles a little bit. Genesis chapter 32 and verse 22. And he rose that night, Jacob, and he took his two wives and his two women servants and his eleven sons, and he passed over to the four, to the four Jabbok. And he said unto them, and he sent him over the brook and sent over that he had. And Jacob was left alone. And he wrestled with a man until him into the evening of the day. You, if, if i got a desire just to satisfy me, God, if you'll just bless me. And if I ain't worried about the field, if I ain't worried about the house and nothing else, one day you're going to be left alone. I ain't going to have nothing to hang on to. God's going to get me in a place where I ain't got nothing to hang on to except Him. God's going to get me in a place where He has separated me from some things and some stuff around me. Ain't nobody going to be able to feel how you feel. Ain't nobody going to be able to know how you know except Jesus. And so I got to wrestle. I am not, I am just tired, tired of being a Jacob. I need a desire to get my focus off of me and on the field. I am tired just worrying about everybody just in the church. And I think that is important as a part of the ministry. But I need to worry about that what's on the outside. I need to make a difference. I'm a Jacob. And I'm wrestling. And I'm tired. I'm tired. I've been this way since I was born. The church taught me I need to stand upright. I need to praise my hand. I need to lift my left hand so high. I need to do all these things. I need to read my Bible. But I, I'm inside. I'm a Jacob. I'm concerned about me. I'm worried about my blessings, my wife, my family, my only ones around me. And I'm tired of being a Jacob. I'm just a Jacob. So what did, what did God do? So he wrestled. Jacob wrestled. I'm tired. The crazy thing about this, you don't have to wrestle in the house. You can wrestle with yourself wherever you find God. So I can wrestle with myself on the way to work. I can wrestle with myself on a four-wheeler, on a a tractor, wherever you find God. That's where I can wrestle with myself and wrestle with God. And he saw that he prevailed not against him. He touched the hollow of his thigh. And the hollow of Jacob's thigh was out of joint as he wrestled with him. God, you're hurting me. You're taking stuff. You're changing some stuff in my life. And it don't feel good. You separated me. I ain't got, I ain't got nothing else to call on but you. I'm alone. And be, I've done this to myself. And I ain't got nothing around me to help me but you. Somebody's saying, I ain't got nothing to change me but you. I ain't got nothing to help me but you. So he wrestled and he, he touched the hole of his thigh and he was out of joint. And he said, let me go that the day break. And he said, I will not let thee go unless thou bless me. I have been a Jacob all my life. I have been worried about me all my life. I've been worried about what I want all my life. And I've looked at friends and families around me and they're, they're getting blessed and they're doing all these things and it's not satisfying me. I've got a good family. I've got everything that I need. I want to go back home where it all started. I want to go back to that tent and I want to say, this is not what, this is not what I need. I want to change. 
Somebody say, I need a change. I'm worried about me too much. I need to worry about the field. Somebody say, I need to worry about the field. I'm just concerned about me, what I want, what I need. So he's, and he said, let and he said unto him, what is thy name? And he said, my name is Jacob. I'm a Jacob. I'm a conceiver. I'm a deceiver. I'm selfish. I've done all these things since I've grown up. And he said, but I wrestle with you. And he, and he said unto him, thy name shall be no more Jacob, but Israel. For the prince of the house has the power with God and with men and has, and has prevailed. What does that mean, Israel? That means he is no more. You ain't, you ain't alone in your stuff no more. Your eyes are not on Israel. That's a nation. That's a, that's a great people. That, you know, a matter of fact, that's a people of God. And, and, and you go back to the Old Testament. God said, Abraham, not Abraham, Moses said, they ain't no people like your people. So what he said, I'm going to change your view from just you. And I'm going to make you Israel. When you're going to look after everybody. You're going to look after not only your own self, no more. Today, today I'm not going. To, today I'm not going to get. I'm going to get my eyes off of myself no more, and I'm going to start looking toward the people of God, and I'm going to start looking toward the field. And after after this, Jacob's eyes and his eyes were open. He goes at home to Esau and he hugs his brother. What does that mean? And they, I, I need a little bit of Jacob. I need a little bit of Israel, and I need a little bit of Esau. I need to look, not only look after the church. But I need to look toward the field. I am so consumed with myself that I, I need to look toward the field. Brother Paul, if you can come up and get, get ready to just play a little song. The only thing that I really wanted to get from this little sermon, and I, sermon, and I, and I know I'm short, and I know I'm not, not very long, and not very great with words, and I, I'm sorry. But God, help me. I am so concerned with what I want. I am so concerned with what I think I need to be happy. But God, if I'll just get my point of view off myself and start looking toward the field, if I just get my eyes off of what I think I need to be happy and look toward the field, God, if I just, if I point myself, God, if you just look, I'm a little part, little cog in a whole big old machine. God, if I'll just work with everybody else, if I get my point of view off myself, because I'm just a little piece. And if I work with the body, then we can make a difference. I want to bring something back to the Lord that He can enjoy. I want to bring something back to the Lord that He can, that will glorify Him and lift Him up and revive Him. I don't, I don't realize, I don't think we realize how much our worship really revives the Lord. I don't think we realize how much our love for Him really lifts Him up. I get tired sometimes. I'll come home and my wife, she'll give me a big hug. A kiss on the head or a show, and then she, and she revives me. It lets me know that I am loved, that I am needed. So if I could bring something back to the Lord, that it would revive Him. If I can let Him know that I love Him. That it's not just about me, it's not just about my needs or my desires, it's about Him. And if I can get His desire and bring something back to Him, that will revive Him. So if you could just stand with me, if you, if, you, if you want to come to the altar and pray, we'll pray with you. If you want to pray right where you are, God, don't let me be consumed about my stuff. God, let me bring something back to you that will revive you. God gets tired. God, I know he's God. I know he's never going to fail. I know he's never going to mess up, never do anything wrong. But he's God and he gets tired. He gets tired of being used for blessings. He gets tired of being used for just needs and things that we want. But God, I want to bring something back to you that will revive you. 
I want to bring something back that will glorify you. So if we could just take this little bit of period of time. God, come to the altar if you'd like, or you could pray right where you are. God, I'd love to. I want to revive you again. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord.